0: The General Services Administration and the Federal CIO Council will publish six zero trust playbooks in the coming months. Those playbooks are the latest tool agencies will have to implement zero trust, according to the vision of President Biden's executive order. Steve Fale is Security Chief Technology Officer for Microsoft Federal, Microsoft sponsoring today's Daily Scoop podcast. Steve, welcome. Thanks for coming on the program. What's your sense of where agencies are collectively as an enterprise and where they are individually in their zero? Trust Journeys. Welcome.
1: Well, thanks for having me, Francis. And uh, as I look at agencies and the progress they've made uh, towards Zero Trust... Um, I think we're at a place where finally the collective conversations have happened. So zero trust has been a a mark on the wall, has been something that agencies have been looking at. But now the conversations have happened and we're moving forward. Agencies are making progress. Mm -hmm. And so it might be progressing towards that first milestone. It might be realizing that you're already two milestones in before you formed your final plan. Um, And final plans are always subject to change. So we see I think the most encouraging piece is lots of dialogue between agencies, within agencies, breaking down silos and just getting things done. And I think that's one of the benefits of the cybersecurity executive order uh, 14028 Mm -hmm. is that there has been uh, an impetus to get things done. And so agencies are really leaning in, making progress and firming up plans and, and, and acting on them.
0: Every agency person that I talk to refers to their zero trust journey. They all use the same language. They're, they're reading out of the right textbook from OMB, I suppose. But I wonder if that's the right way for agencies to be thinking about this. Obviously, it's, it strikes me it's similar to the concept of IT transformation, digital transformation that you're never done. Is that the right way to think about uh, zero trust also?
1: Absolutely. In fact, I think the reason that we have a security transformation um, under the heading of Zero Trust is because digital transformation has driven us there. Mm-hmm. Um, as we see increased adoption of digital technology, the need to secure it uh, is, is being fundamentally challenged as well. So while I appreciate the admittance that this is a journey, uh, journey should not be confused with sightseeing tour. Right. <laughs> so uh, what we're doing is as we make progress on this journey, Uh, This is something that's more akin to transformation. So Zero Trust is that security transformation. And it's based in lessons learned. Uh, We can't wait to implement lessons learned. The adversaries get a vote on what happens next. Mm -hmm. And so as a result, we need to be agile. And uh, it is that transformative process for security.
0: You referenced that some agencies obviously are at their first milestone. Some are a couple milestones in. They're seeing their plans change. How important is it to have that flexibility built into whatever your plan is to understand that it might not look the same two or three milestones in as you think it does when you start.
1: Well, I think the important piece is setting achievable targets. If you set an achievable target, you have less risk of, of change in objective as you go along. Um, Another piece is, uh, for example, industry is collaborating with NIST around the SP1800 series. Um, When it comes to zero trust deployment, putting together prescriptive guidance for agencies to get predictable outcomes. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what we really all want to align on is how do we get to predictable outcomes? How do we do it more rapidly? Where are those tried and true paths that we can that we can journey on, mm-hmm. um, such that we're able to then uh, arrive at those outcomes intact and and with a great ROI and significant time to value? So really, collaboration between industry partners, cybersecurity is a team sport, um, as well as government oversight from from NIST, bringing together all of those parties. Uh, we're really looking to that to accelerate agency adoption even further, because as we talk with security leaders throughout government we hear concerns about risk in roadmap fragility. Um, and so if I plan a roadmap and things change and new technology is available, do I run risk of upending my plans? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think really establishing those best practices with NIST is something that's going to give them a lot of security moving forward.
0: We were talking before I turned the recorder on about the Zero Trust Summit that CyberScoop hosted a couple of weeks ago. You were there. I don't hear too many new things at these events. You know, I've been around the space for a while. I heard a new term there that I wonder if you can tell me more about. You wrote about it a little bit uh, not too long ago, and that's the term telemetry. What does that mean, and how does that fit into the Zero Trust conversation?
1: So I actually think it's a good thing that we don't hear a lot of new things at these conferences. <laughs> it, it shows the state of maturity that we've reached around the dialogue on Zero Trust um, but telemetry is, is an important factor. And what started us down this path of helping agencies with telemetry is really the OMB M2131 uh, log management requirements. So Microsoft started up a modern log management program. And we get questions a lot of, do I need logging once I have zero trust? Does it, does it get me to a place where I no longer need to have logging and incident response? And, and, and the, really, the answer is that the two are complementary. Mm-hmm. And the way that we see this playing out within agencies is that those agencies that have more robust logging and telemetry programs um, are able to utilize that telemetry to make better zero-trust plans. Mm-hmm. They know where their risk is. They know what the user experience looks like. And so as a result, they're able to pick their path And then also validate on the back end. And so once you have, in fact, implemented the zero trust control on your next milestone, you can look for the change in telemetry. Did it have the outcome that I expected? Mm -hmm. And this is what really brings us into that predictable security arena of outcomes that align with KPIs. They're measurable. You're able to see it in the telemetry. And in some cases, uh, implementing zero trust controls gets you better telemetry as well. So we really have this cyclic improvement uh, that takes place between increased telemetry, and zero trust.
0: Is telemetry a tool or is it a concept, a component of zero trust, or is it both or something else?
1: So I would define telemetry as data around the security events and posture. So we would look at that as opposed to customer data, something to be secured, um, to the idea of data coming from the services, systems, tools that we utilize that informs us about the cybersecurity posture
0: you wrote recently about the Department of Health and Human Services, and they are trying to measure the effectiveness of their cybersecurity operations, their zero-trust effort, and they're not the only ones, but uh, and and not just compliance. And that's been a complaint in this space for a thousand years, is I might be compliant, but I'm not necessarily safe. I'm not necessarily secure. What are you seeing as kind of the state-of-the-art to get to that place – I'm not going to get into the compliance battle. That can I'll let GAO and the IGs worry about that. But where somebody can look at her network and say, "Okay, because I'm doing this as a component of my zero trust journey, I can be confident I'm more secure than I was yesterday."
1: I, I think the telemetry is is one important component of that. Mm-hmm. But of course, uh, you need to drive the appropriate telemetry as well with predictable. Uh, adversary activities. So things like adversary emulation, application security validation, uh, even the old tried and true pen test. Um, but really your best friend in this category is if you have a red team that understands the state of your environment and can de- and can test before and after, uh, that's a fantastic way to validate that your controls have in fact accomplished what you set out to do. It's mm-hmm. really around, have we captured the intent? more so than just, can we check the box?
0: So uh, to be fair, you obviously have a vested interest in this next question, but what's the right agency-industry partnership look like for success in zero trust? So I,
1: I really think that every partnership that agencies have needs to have an aspect of zero trust to it. So if you are working with a vendor, it needs to be an important part of the relationship is validating assumptions, removing implicit trust. Even in the underlying credentials that you use to collaborate uh, with, with that partnership, um, you need to implement zero trust controls around those. Um, so I think that's the, the first component. But really beyond that, uh, looking at Microsoft as a, as a trusted partner, We have a comprehensive look at zero trust. Uh, We don't do absolutely everything, but we have a, a great deal of coverage through the products that we have. And as a result, we can drive a lot of insights around what's working, what's not working and help agencies move more quickly we also have very broad partnership in the Zero Trust ecosystem. And so uh, very well-worn paths of how you integrate disparate technologies with Microsoft technology. So we can help make the introductions and the relationships to help you partner uh, with other vendors as well. When it comes to Zero Trust, working with what you have, being the most effective with the technology you already have in place, mm-hmm. and making strategic investments to show measurable progress.
0: So you use the term Zero Trust journey in that answer again. And so I want to go back to that lingo, that terminology, because another thing that you wrote recently was that there are different paths in these transformations. The journey can take you this direction or it can take you that direction. What's the importance of that? Makes this process more of an art than a science, I imagine.
1: It it absolutely does, and and it, sometimes it generates confusion mm. when discussing best practices between organizations. They have a completely different view, completely different lens. Uh, we ran into this in industry as well, as various vendors came up with their first zero trust solution. And uh, when it was sort of nascent, the vendors looked across and said, "They look nothing like each other. How can they all be zero trust?" Mm-hmm. And so uh, NIST grappled with that as well in in eight hundred two zero seven. And as we sort of mature zero trust, what we see is that that where you're starting from and that next right thing to do can look very different. Just as uh, if you're commuting to the office, uh, where you start from really impacts what the scenery looks like. Um, but as you get closer to your destination, neighborhoods start to look familiar. You recognize a coffee shop. Um, and, and now you have more to talk about with those colleagues. And so Zero Trust is really the same in that every agency is going to have a different starting point based on their existing investments, based on uh, their strategy and their risk profile. But we're all headed in the same direction, and it's something that we can help each other with along the
0: way. Uh, Final thoughts, Steve, that next right thing to do, if this whole concept is more art than science, I imagine at any given time in your journey, figuring out the next right thing to do might be at least 50-50. I mean, if I'm following your analogy, I generally know how to get home, but sometimes I might decide to take a, a different route if I have extra time or if I'm in a big hurry.
1: Right. I, th- I think the, the danger in the journey analysis is if I start putting artificial constraints on, on the path, right? So if I, if I make arbitrary rules to make things simpler, and there's zero trust is a complex topic. Uh, the next right thing to do may not be complex, but having a, a broad overview can be complex. And so there's a lot of uh, push within industry or within agencies to say, um, zero trust is all about the data. Or zero trust is all about the network, or zero trust is all about identity. And we want to pick one pillar because we feel like that's easier to wrap our heads around. Um, And that's fine if it's the next right thing to focus on. But that would be the same as on a journey saying we can only go north south, or we can only go east west. Or uh, I'll only take back roads. I won't take the interstate. Now, you may be able to get there. Um, The odds are low, but you may be (laughs) able to get there, or it may make the journey super complicated. Um, And so simplifying the philosophy, if it makes the journey more complicated, is not a productive thing to do. So I think as we look at uh, really the guardrails for that zero trust journey, have a bird's eye view, um, have that GPS that's on your, uh, in, in your driver's seat informing your direction, and you can choose how you want to detour. Uh, but don't put artificial constraints on the journey. Take a look at where you are, a pragmatic look. And, and I think that's our message to agencies is that it's not just that zero trust is possible. Zero trust is practical.
0: Steve Fale, great to have you on the program. Thanks for your time today.
1: Thank you.